Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. And Cooney's here to say hello today too. <laughs> her, her, can you hear her? <laughs> no, but I wish She's I She's adorable. <laughs> uh, today we are chatting about the CCR we've been reading recently just for fun. So um, I've I had a hard time. I have three, but I read way more, way more than the three that made the list. It's been, it's been sort of the struggle bus for me lately for reading. I hope not for you guys, but um, it is what it is, right? Everybody goes through it every now and then. So um, I read more than the, than the two that I have prepared to share as well. Um, Some of them were for other episodes we're recording and some were, Less memorable, shall we say? How's that? Fearfully. <laughs> Whereas I was reading non-CCR books that don't count, so I have to make sure I read CCR. There. Well, I'm, I'm glad we have that uh, anchor for you yeah. back into this world. Yeah. <laughs> I had quite a bit of non-CCR in there as well, too. So, yeah. Um, all right. Who wants to go first? If you've, got, if you've got three, you should start and we'll okay. see if we get to your third one. All right. I'll go first. So uh, the first one I read actually is totally Narelle's fault. Um, and it's Autumn by the Sea by Melissa Tag because yep. she kept talking about it. Um, and we mentioned in a November episode, it came up again and she mentioned that it was in, that it was indie published and I had sort of glanced at it and seen the price and moved on. And I didn't realize that it was in Kindle Unlimited. Now, maybe... Mm-hmm. Maybe she didn't put it in KU right away. Maybe she did. I don't know. I didn't pay obviously that much attention to it, but then I saw it was in KU and I'm like, well done, sold. So, um, or, or borrowed anyway, borrowed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I did read that and I read it in about a day and a half. It is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I would have liked more to the romance. But I understood why it couldn't be because it's a very short time frame that she's there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, you're, you're not going to get there. And I've also read book two, which is, I'm not talking about that today, but it does continue. So like, you're not, it's not cut off. Like the story continues. So um, I really, really enjoyed Autumn by the Sea. I feel like Narelle has told you everything you need to know about it. So I'm just going to give another little push to like, go read it because it's fantastic um it's really really fantastic especially if you're a northern hemisphere person this time of year is perfect because it is like you can really feel the cold and crisp leaves and all of the fall things if you're heading into summer that's not going to help you very much but um (laughs) unless you want fall but uh, some parts of the northern hemisphere uh, perhaps we're winter. into winter <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true. We're not depending on where you are yeah um but I really enjoyed it um and now I'm grumpy because I'm caught up and book three isn't out for a while yet I'm like why did yeah. I do this now I have to wait <laughs> so, poor, poor you. it'll be worth it yeah it'll be worth it I'm waiting as well I had to wait for book two yeah yeah all right Valerie what's your first one um I'm going to go with Emily Conrad, surprise, surprise. Not really. Uh, you believe in you is the fourth and final boohoo, boohoo, 
book in her Rhythms of Redemption series about a band, Awestruck. Um, you may have noticed that I've enjoyed this entire <laughs> series. Um, the band has three guys in it, and this is book four, so I was kind of like, how's she going to do that? Well, in book one, Matt is fired from Awestruck because of addiction problems, mm -hmm. and he went on his merry way, thumbing his nose at them and the whole entire world for a while, and then he um, came to his senses through things that we don't need to, <laughs> need to discuss in this moment. Um, but he's been clean now for a couple of years. And the awestruck band manager has been watching him from afar. Now, he starts to lure him back with um, the fact that they've got a, a music program for kids who might not be able to afford music lessons and mm -hmm. stuff. So they're looking for a, a bass player who can um, teach and so they they lure him back with that and um, actually they send the the band's social media manager Lena out to talk to him and she's really annoyed with him because he made her work so much harder when he got fired and and she had some issues of her own her fiance dumped her and she sees some of the same patterns in Matt and so there's a whole whole lot of stuff but that's who the the romance develops between the two of them as they both feel a little on the outside of things at Ostrich um even though she's a social media manager sometimes she finds things out kind of after the fact and she's kind of annoyed by that Anyway, I really, really enjoyed the series, the whole series. I also read the novella that comes between books one and two recently. I put it off because it was a Christmas one and that was dumb. Um, you should read it in order, even if it is Christmas, because I was like, what happened there? What was John doing? You know, like, just read them in order. Just do it. <laughs> um, and I'm really looking forward to her new series. So that is my first book recommendation for today. I've read the first in that series and I liked it a lot. Um, but Emily's books are right on the edge of my ability to handle in angst level. Yes. They are they're very high angst level books. Um so I have to have I think is the is the highest. Oh wow, worse than one? More than one? Um I think so. One well, almost killed me. <laughs> two was very different. Um um in that, I mean, in two, we have a female mechanic and we have the drummer. And so the, the issues were quite a lot different. Um, but book three was um, was an addiction issue again, um, which was more in the moment, whereas Matt's in book four is, I mean, he still has an occasional struggle, but he's not like trying to claw his way out of the depths of it during the story, which is kind of the case in book three. Okay which wouldn't normally be my pick. I wouldn't say, oh, give me all the addiction stories. No, <laughs> no, not at all. And yet I just, I really, really enjoyed this series. They're so well-written. Book one was fantastic. I just know that I need to be in the right headspace to be able to handle that. I can appreciate and that. My life has enough drama in it right now. I'm like, I don't need to, I'm not reading for drama right now. That is, that is not. I don't need to borrow someone else's, <laughs> yes. some fictional person furthermore. Of yeah. my own. I don't need any more. Um, pick up the uh, novella okay. before you read book two yes. and while you still remember book one and that, that'll help bridge the gap for you. Excellent.
Good tip. Hear that, Narelle? Read them in order. Well, I'm going to make you all <laughs> laugh. You are all going to, I'm just going to switch the order. Are we up to me talking about it? We yet? are. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm you're going to laugh. though. Here's book I've seven just... in a series and she hasn't read any of the others. Yet. No, I've, I've just changed the order. I have two to talk about today. And of course, the, the one I'm gonna, the one of the ones I'm talking about is Emily Conrad's novella, An Awesome Christmas Melody. And I have not read books one, two, three, or four. I went straight to the novella. Oh, all right. How did that work for you? I really enjoyed it. So it was obviously, it was obvious that there were things that had happened that I didn't really know about, but that was okay because it was, um, it reminded me a bit of uh, Melody Carlson's A Christmas Quilt, where you've got a number of characters with a number of different things happening. And basically the novella was all about, they're in Chicago, they need to get up to, where are we, Northern Wisconsin for Christmas, there's a blizzard. And Adeline, who's the heroine in book one, and Gannon was a hero, it's Adeline's up in Wisconsin. So they're trying to get back together and things have happened. So everything's not necessarily hunky-dory between those two, Mm. which I thought was interesting because um, often readers will say, I want to know what happens after the happy ever after. And sometimes things aren't necessarily straightforward after that happily ever after. And that relates to being in a, a musician in a band that travels and you're just not in the same place as um, the person you love. So there was some issues going on there. And then Philip was probably one of the more central characters in this one. He's yeah. a single father. His young children have been looked after by his father and stepmom. And it was all a lot about them going home for Christmas and he taking on a more proactive role as a parent. Right, and he's the hero of of book three. Right. Yes, yes. So I actually really enjoyed the novella. It was light. It wasn't heavy. It wasn't angsty (laughs) at all. So I'm impressed um, that it made sense without having read book one. So that's great. Good job, Emily. Yeah, it did make sense. And it was was like a little introduction into the series. And so it's hooked me in. So I actually am planning to go back and I will read in order from that one <laughs> Yay. and find out what happened with Gannon and Adeline. I mean, that's the thing with romance is we know that they end up together. There's right. no spoiler no. when it's, when it's, that's, not a, that's so, not a spoiler. Yeah. The hero and hero and go back, get together. That's never a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, if there's a blizzard and there's snow and it's a white Christmas being the Aussie that bakes in the sun on Christmas day. Um, I was, I'm always attracted to white Christmas stories at this time of year. So I really enjoyed that one. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, my next one is uh, Faith in the Hero by Jesse Gussman. And um, that is, I think, the first in the third season of Freedom Ridge. I think it was the first one of this year's Freedom okay. Ridge Heroes or Heroes Heroes of Freedom Ridge. Um, I liked it a lot. It is sort of a mail-order bride kind feel um there I know right and um he uh she runs a daycare and uh in another place not in Colorado and there's a big catastrophe I'm trying to remember if it was a fire or a flood but whatever it is her whole building is like wiped out and turns out that her landlord did not have insurance so yeah so she's like she's busted her whole life was in this like starting her own daycare and this was going to be her future and so um she goes online looking for a job basically as a nanny and um 
applies to several of them, only gets this one interview at a ranch outside of Freedom, Colorado. So she goes there um, and interviews, except for as she gets there, the night before she arrives, the hero has four, has a lot of kids. It's like four or six kids, um, all under the age of 10, probably under the age wow. of like seven. There's there's a lot of young kids kids um and the mom just decided she was done being a mom and walked out and she just sort of disappeared off the the face of the earth so he's really struggling uh to keep this together and uh so to cheer them up they go watch the animal auctions and uh the little girl spills a drink in his lap right as they're auctioning like a whole herd of goats that go together as herd so he stands up out of his seat and so he bought himself a herd of goats so the nanny shows up for this interview (laughs) while they have this brand new herd of goats in the barn like chasing them around and they're trying to figure out how to milk them because they all need milking and so it's this chaos and so it's it's a very amusing start um obviously she ends up taking the job um so it's yeah (laughs) it's really cute um I will say it had less freedom ridge in it than I wanted. Um, she does stroll through the town after she like sort of leaves in a hurry after seeing the chaos with the goats. So you get a tiny little mention of some of your places in Freedom Ridge that you want to go back to. And then the rest of it really is all, it could be anywhere. Um, but it's still a really, really adorable story. Um, and if you like cowboy books I would think that this would even scratch your sort of cowboy need a cowboy at Christmas kind of itch um, <laughs> because he is on a ranch um he is not a cowboy he's sort of an accidental goat herder but um he, he does like software <laughs> stuff so he's nerdy but he does have a ranch with animals um and cute little kids and what more do you want at Christmas right a nanny apparently a nanny yeah yes so um it was cute it was cute <laughs> All right. Valerie. <laughs> well, my next one is also a, a Jesse Gussman, but it isn't that one. Um, <laughs> I read Heartland Joy, which is a different take on a modern uh, marriage of convenience story. So uh, Bridget is the mother of three daughters. Her two husbands previous have passed away on her farm, both of them, as has her brother and her father. So the town's, this is going back over, I don't know, eight or 10 years altogether, maybe, but three relatively recently. And so the townspeople are saying that either she's cursed or the farm is cursed or probably both. Right. I mean, of course, right? Right. So um, Sean is the son of Bridget's father's good friend like their their dads were friends okay okay and so his dad says to him you you've just sold your your farm here in wherever it was um and um I have a friend you know whose daughter really needs help could you go and and help her out for a while and so he's like well whatever you know whatever you say dad because that's what all boys do um, so he goes and and he literally runs into her in the grocery store parking lot um, 
first and that went moderately well but then he found out that she is who he was there to help and then he was like a little more taken aback but as he's praying about it because he is a strong believer um as is his father he just really feels that he needs to marry her and stay alive <laughs> so that people can see that the curse isn't real that god is in control not some silly curse or whatever so um he goes out to her place the next morning and proposes to her and um she says yes <laughs> because she really needs help on the farm and she just plans to not get attached to him and then it won't hurt so much when he dies because of the curse anyway and so he be so husband number three then he would be husband number three yeah she wow. has three daughters, two are like, I don't know, 10 and 12. And then there's one that's quite a bit younger from her second husband. So uh, that's why I say like one died quite a while ago. And yeah. then the other three deaths, her husband and father, the father was the most recent. Anyways, there's been a lot of dying going on in the background. <laughs> and Sean is just like determined that he his only that. job is to stay alive <laughs> and prove, you know, that, um, that it's that it's not true okay. so i mean you'd think it would be easy not to get attached to this you know hunky guy who like seems to read your mind and know what to do on the farm oh, before you ask him and all that good stuff because he's your perfect hero but he does have his little quirks too so um i enjoyed it for the most part it's the first in a new series i don't know if it's a new series um i didn't a actually series. check the date a series so heartland joy by jesse Gusman. oh and it, it does take place across Christmas so there's that too see there you go it's not a Christmas story per se but and and he doesn't die just like to be well not in there. the story <laughs> okay spoiler, spoiler alert he's still alive at the end we don't know right. maybe otherwise it's it's not a CCR if he dies right? like, yeah. he has to live the hero and heroine have to live but yes. on the last page or it's not a CCR <laughs> that's fair no maybe Jesse knew that rule I hope so. Yeah. It, it seems as though she did. Yeah. Good. Pew. Yeah, exactly. All right, Narelle, what you got? Well, my next one is Merry Xmas by Courtney Walsh. Mm -hmm. So this one, it's it's more sweet clean than CCR. So I probably should qualify that before I go any further. Mm -hmm. And it has some sort of faith sort of churchy mentions in it, probably more to do with the heroine's mother. But if you're looking for a CCR that has a faith thread in it, this is not the book that you're looking for, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And what I, I and what I really enjoyed about it is I can get frustrated with Sweet Clean if the characters are behaving like they're Christians, but they're not explicitly Christians because people who don't have a reason to behave in a certain moral way don't. So I can get very frustrated with Sweet Clean if I feel like they really are Christian, but when you're not being told that, if that makes sense by the way they behave. To me, that's just not real life in 2022 in Australia. So that's a bit of a Narell quirk in terms of um, what I like. And what I really liked about this one is the characters um, were real and it's complete, nothing in the story happens that's inappropriate or anything like that. But if you do like 
um, general market romance, then you'll like this one, particularly if you like rom-coms, because rom-com humour often um, goes into that place that CCR can't go as well. So you have a little bit of that. So it might be a little bit edgy for some Christian readers, but if you are happy reading Sweet Clean Romance, then you'll be there and enjoy it. So, so the setup, yeah. When when you say it goes into, is it, is it sexual humour? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it pushes, it does push okay. that a little bit. Yeah. I think there could be readers that could find things a little bit, only, I don't know, it depends on how sensitive you are. Like I, it didn't bother me in the slightest, but it might bother people who are, are a bit more sensitive to those things okay. as well. Yeah. I just figured okay. we had to go ahead and call out what exactly it is so that in case people are like, because there are a lot of areas I could think where CCR maybe wouldn't go. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> and I mean, there's, there's nothing inappropriate in terms of physical touching. There's no closed or anything, just but humor. there is a bit of, a bit of, he's attractive. I'm attractive. That sort of humor that can go along with so no shirts go. on yeah. all that type of stuff. Okay. So to me, that's just that sort of flirty stuff, that flirty stuff. And I know some readers or even don't really like much more than a peck on the cheek with a kiss in a book. If you're that type of reader, this isn't your book, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't break any um, rules per se. Yes. But it can be hard to explain sweet clean sometimes, can't it? Yeah. 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 It can and, be the really definitions, and the definitions aren't clear. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so particularly when authors write both under the same name, I think it can get a yeah. bit confusing. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to the story. So Marin is a TV journalist who wants, who lives in Denver in Colorado, and she really wants a top hosting job um, on the network, wants to be one of the anchors. And she's got this, she's competing with this other lady for this particular job, and she, she needs to come up with something brilliant to impress the producer. So her and um, her producer who works with her, because she does like segments, she's one of those people that will do like the live segment somewhere as opposed to being in the chair in the studio. And so her producer gets the bright idea that we'll go home to Marin's family for Christmas because Marin talks about what Christmas has been like in her family and how her mother's the queen of Christmas. So off we go to small town Pleasant Valley in Illinois. <laughs> um, so we go home. Now, the thing is, Marin hasn't been home for Christmas for eight years. And this is where we, this is where if you like Courtney Walsh's sort of second chances, childhood issues, you'll really enjoy this one because it tends to follow what I call trademark Courtney Walsh okay. types of stories. And so what's happened is years ago, um, the hero in the story, his name is Max Weber. Now, and this is another reason I picked it up because Max Weber is actually a well-known historical figure. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? No. Okay, so he's actually an economist and a, and a historian and a sociologist, German sociologist from the 19th century. He was the one that actually wrote the Protestant work ethic and the spirit of capitalism. So he's known as being one of the founding fathers of capitalism and Western society. I did, I did economic history at uni, so I did an essay on his work one of my history subjects so to me I'm like I know who this guy is oh is he is this, is this intentional or is this an accident in his name and I've assumed it's an accident because I couldn't see anything that made him look like a economist or historian or German or anything like that so anyway I digress so it's funny the things you notice isn't it with names yeah <laughs> But anyway, so Max, um, his parents eight years ago died in a very tragic car accident and he really went off the rails and this was when Marin was finishing being a, well, she was a senior at college. They've been together since for years and he basically tells her, I don't love you and breaks up with her, but he really does. But he's just, 
and just does not cope with losing his parents because they'd grown up together, they'd lived next door, their mothers were best friends and had always planned for them to get married. And Marin does have another brother as well, but it was Max and Marin were destined to be together. The mothers had ordained it. They were in love and everything fell apart. Oh, mothers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so, yeah. So she goes back to town and she turns up and they've got the TV cameras ready for her to do the big introduction. Mum, Dad, I'm home. The front door gets opened and it's Max who opens the front door because he's been going home to her parents for Christmas and no one had told her. She hasn't been there, but he's been there. So this is the setup for this story. And it awkward. is hilarious. Yeah, super yes. yes. So there's lots of funny moments, lots of real, lots of feels in this one, lots of romance. And I really enjoyed it. It was really good. And it's it's and I think it was probably, even though it doesn't have that faith element, it's very much Courtney Walsh in terms of those really deep emotional issues and dealing with rejection dealing with um forgiveness can I let go holding grudges over stuff that's happened and um the characters really got put through the ringer emotionally in terms of having to being forced to unpack what happened in the past and why it happened and um yeah so she's at filming she's around town filming different things and he gets caught up in all her filming which goes on social media and there's all this other stuff that happens but it's a really fun Christmas story and I really enjoyed it Excellent. Why don't uh, why don't we stop there? I haven't read that one. Um, I keep seeing it like it's everywhere on Instagram. So I I probably will cave. Is it in KU? Do you know? Uh, I can't remember because I, I don't read KU. Okay. It might be. Yeah. I keep thinking about it and then I don't. And then I get caught up in like real life drama and then I don't think about it again. And <laughs> then I see it all over Instagram and I'm like, I to read that and then I don't and so yeah it's on my list to get to but it's definitely um, lighter it's it's okay. more like her Christmas book across country Christmas in terms okay. of yeah so even though it has some heavier stuff going on it's a really light easy fun story to read okay. yeah right. but more sweet clean not so much with faith this time yes okay yeah so the characters um it's her there's it, a few mentions I mean obviously with Christmas you can throw in a few Christian mentions and different sure. things, but it's more her mother has gone to church, but the main characters don't have a faith arc or anything like that in the okay. story. Yeah. All right. You just had two, right, Valor? Yeah, that's yeah. it okay. for me. All right. Well, we would love to know what you've been reading. Leave us a note in the comments, or if you've read any of these, um, tell us what you thought of them. And um if you're there on YouTube leaving a comment, you can hit that notification bell and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And you can also leave comments on our Facebook page, um, but you know, the, the YouTube channel is the happening place right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we will look forward to, find, to finding, we're not gonna find you, we're gonna see you again <laughs> next week. <laughs> And you can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And um, in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.